Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down In Front. This week we're talking about every goddamn thing. My name is always T. Christian. I'm sitting here next to Brian William Fenefter, Michael Dorkman, Scott, Hello. and Trey the Amazing Stokes. Okay. So we're doing a grab bag episode, which was sort of what the stated objective of the intermission format was in the first place. Yeah. And then yeah. we never really did one. So we're going to try it now. Cool stuff that's happened in the last week or two that people, things talking about. For instance, Abrams was uh, announced as the director of Star Wars. What? Yes. Yeah, I know. Get out. Yeah. No way. I it was know. on the internet for like a second the other day. Okay. It was a blip on the radar. It trended on Twitter like briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone have an opinion on the subject of Abrams as the director of Star Wars? Hooray! Yay! Yeah. Hooray? Yeah. Yeah. What are you, when you're thinking people, in terms of... I, 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 uh, I was looking forward to, the, the greatest thing ever would be, like, people are complaining that he turned Star Trek into Star Wars. I'm like, what if Star Wars becomes Star Trek? And it's just people walking around talking. I was and that. then I was like, oh, wait, that's what the prequels were. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think this is no. all part of... The prequels were, well, the pre- no. they did it badly. Oh, let's not they say things it, we can't They did back. it badly, but I was saying, all right, it, all right. the, the prequels... I was like, "What if he makes? What if he made Star Wars like more political?" And I'm like, "Oh wait, oh, God. <laughs> I think I, I think this is part of someone's grand scheme. I don't know who it is, the Illuminati or whoever, but I think they're literally trying to scientifically determine which is better, Star Trek or Star Wars, by removing variables. <laughs> I think they're, they're like, controlling for the essence of Star Wars and Star <laughs> exactly. Trek. Exactly. Now the next one is going to be written by all the same people, and then it's going to be just like face value, like okay, now this versus that." When you're thinking about Abrams as a director when it comes to Star Wars, do you find Super 8 or Star Trek to be a more instructive example? I think they both demonstrate a little bit um, of what he will you know, probably do, the kind of sensibility he brings. First of all, he's, he's, he's a Star Wars kid, like me. Right. You know, Super 8 is about me and about him. Mm-hmm. He's a couple years younger than me, but everything that's in Super 8 is the world I came from as well. So, you know, his his relationship to Star Wars is essentially going to be the same as mine. And, and, you know, not that I've had a long conversation with him about it, but, you know, I think he, I think he comes from a place of, oh my God, this is the most amazing movie ever. And it's all about the sense of wonder and the fun and the, you know, and, and his movies are not that every movie he's made so far and he hasn't made that many are, you know, my favorites of all time, but I think Super 8 is, is well-made. I think mm-hmm. Star Trek is well-made. Yeah. I think uh, Mission Impossible didn't really leave much an impression on me, but you know, Hey, that was just, you know, showing up and making a Mission Impossible movie. And I haven't really seen his TV shows. Um, yeah, I haven't either. Well, I didn't much, know this, but, but Mike so. said that he's like a hardcore film guy as opposed to digital. I didn't at least know that. On, well, at least on Star Trek. On Star Trek, he insisted on shooting on film. So yeah. uh, he that may be the same but, case for Star Wars. Who knows? But the new Star Trek is 3D. So obviously that's not digital, I, right? I think it was, I think it was converted. I don't think okay. it was uh, shot, shot natively. But, I mean, he, they... They may talk him into it. I mean, right. he didn't want to do the movie in the first place, and they managed to talk him into it. <laughs> yeah. So they may talk him into shooting it, you know, stereo 3D on on uh, Red Epics. I'm more excited about two things. He's a sets guy, S-E-T-S. Yes. Well, he's a what? <laughs> he's um, a huge sex guy. Yeah. I'm sure he gets plenty. <laughs> Not many people know this. Super huge um, on sex. He's Yeah. So, But he, he likes shooting on locations and yeah. on sets, so okay. we're not going to get the the... Green, we're not going to yeah. get the green void problem that the that the prequels have. Or we, I mean, we may, but but my sense is that yeah. he's probably going they, to. They did a lot of found locations on Star Trek. Yeah. They, they they said, oh, here's a cool hallway. Let's make this you know Vulcan world or whatever yeah. Starfleet Academy and all that. So yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that potential, and I'm also excited about. I mean, we talk, we've we've done commentaries on on Abrams's uh, films, and um, certainly there's you know you can you can quibble with them. Although it's worth n- noting that currently. Um, the pedigree for the writers is pretty good um, in terms of who's behind. With Arndt writing and Kasdan, Arndt writing and Kasdan and uh, and Kinberg are uh, kind of supervising and consulting. So so that's kind of promising because you know kind of the issues before were um, had a little bit to do with the writing, but but what a uh, <laughs> little bit, little bit. What, Dude, uh, back off, get off the limb. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to go out there on a limb and say maybe a little bit to do. No with one's the ever said that the, on the internet before. The award I'm, for our greatest understatement of 2013. You know, so the far. I meant the about was they were in black and white. No, I was talking about Abrams' other stuff. Oh, oh okay. cool. But um, oh, like Super Eight's uh, weird disconnect yeah, little, and all that. A little and, bit dis- and Star, Star Trek not making sense. Yeah. yeah, but. Um, but Star what, Wars doesn't have to make sense. That's right. good news. Star and what Wars those, is sci-fi. What those movies do show, um, and and what I was very interested, what I wanted to hear from a d- director when they came out, and he hasn't said this, but he's shown this in his in his previous stuff, is he he is very concerned with characters 
He's very yeah. concerned with with yeah. telling the story of the characters, and maybe the plot doesn't always make sense. But he's he's Abram's very good with tone and good with characters. Good with tone, good with characters, yeah, but, and that's what's really promising to me about this. But as the characters as and the tone were wrong in the prequels, no. yeah. But as we talked about before, plot and character and theme should all go together. Right. At, well, yeah, but, but the hand. Star Trek plot works fine. The Star Trek science is bullshit. But no, the, no, no, no. The, the Star Trek plot doesn't work at all. But I was I was referencing <laughs> specifically this, this, our commentary on Super Eight, where right. it's the this character is very clear what emotional journey he's trying to take this character on and the character clearly doesn't actually have that journey as we talked about in Super Super 8's commentary. I thought that was Thor when we yeah. said that. Well, yeah, we, we, said that we, said, we also said it about but, Thor but it, it, it does apply to, to Super But 8. I'm currently not concerned about that because he has not He's not the one writing the script. I will agree. Yeah. So, um, if it if it becomes where he's taking a pass at the script, uh, then I'll become a little concerned because then he's gonna he's gonna misread. But as the director, he doesn't have to have a pass on the script to have a pass on the script. Yeah, he's, he'll have influence. You know, it's a it's a it's a grab bag. But but who who isn't gonna have their fingers in this pie? Right. I mean, yeah. you know, there's gonna be there's gonna be someone to blame and or congratulate at the end, depending on how it turns out. Well, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy is basically playing the Kevin Feig role. For the, the Star Wars right. franchise, right? The yeah, same yeah. role that Feig has been playing for the Marvels. Overarching uh, the god of all things. The, yeah, the overarching godfather, in this case, godmother of the franchise. Yeah. So hopefully she yeah. can kind of keep things uh, yeah, you know, pointing in the right direction. She's, she's the wild card. It's like we hope she's got the right vision because she's the one hiring all these other people to make it. And so. here's the thing. I want to like her because I don't think we've ever talked about Kathleen Kennedy. Maybe you mentioned She's been around writers, from almost day one. But every single time I've seen her in an interview, which, by the way, there aren't many. Uh, she's always come across as really cool, like really collected and smart and funny and probably very good at her job. And then she's been involved with a bunch of really good movies for the last 75 years. Yeah. Hopefully that'll carry over into her being able to helm a thing and, you know, whatever insight she's given all these movies that turned out well before, she can do that for a movie that she's the only or at least one of the main soul well, voices. On I think anyway. I think her. My sense is that her insight right now is I'm going oh God, to hire the right people, people, people and get the yeah. hell out of the way. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, yeah. Basically, she's putting together the cabinet. Of, of yeah. Star Wars. Supposedly yeah. she pretty aggressively went after Abrams and said, no, yeah. I really want, you know, and, uh, I don't what, want to direct your Star Wars movie. You want to direct yeah. the Star Wars movie. Another thing, another thing that really interests me about it is there was an interview with Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, the seven page. About thing. it, yeah. And she, what, what got Abrams to buy into it um, was the fact that Lawrence Kasdan was involved. I'm like, yeah. okay, that is the right thing to click on. That would make that. I was really, I was really surprised about that. And yeah. Really happy about if that. If someone doesn't go, oh my god, yes, I want the job to Star Wars by itself, but does go, oh my god, I want the job if Larry Kasdan is involved. Yeah, that's that's good, a good sign. Good head on good shoulders. Yeah. See, that's the thing that's. To me, that comes back to a bit of a factor of, you know, he's he's my age, so he knows the importance of Lawrence, Lawrence Kasdan <laughs> right. in the in, in Star Wars and making Star Wars what it was when it was when it was what it was. So what, what that says is he he is making the distinction between in his brain between the original, you know, seventies, you know, Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi yeah. compared to the the prequels. And, and I'm just happy. It's that not just Star Wars because it says Star Wars on it. It's the exactly. actual Star Wars yeah. that we all actually like. You know, they say the lunchbox has Star Wars on it. What does yeah. that mean? I, I, <laughs> I'm, and I'm just happy that Lawrence Kasdan's still around because he's been off the radar so much. Yeah. And, and I thought he went back to whatever like Toad Land he had come from. Yeah, in the but first he, place. you know, he's his amazing track record. You know, of stuff oh, he's done. No, I know, but I was, I'm just saying that his own stuff it, is great too. I mean, his own movies. You know, Big Chill, right? Uh, Big Chill, yeah. Body Heat. Uh, um, I really like Grand Canyon, um, Accidental Tourist. Um, cool. You know, he, he does really, I think he does really solid work. <laughs> I'm just uh, looking forward Dream to it. Dreamcatcher. Uh, wasn't it also <laughs> yeah, a thing? Well, yeah. Dreamcatcher is a weird thing because Dreamcatcher is the book. Dreamcatcher is completely think, faithful to that book. Well, it ta actually, it takes a, a hard <coughs> turn towards the third act, and I think yeah. it was a good choice. Yes, I think the true. changes he made, he actually did plus the, the and book. And it's, it's a hard one to adapt. Of all King's books, that and Tommyknockers would be like, do you really want to pick that one to make <laughs> yeah. a movie out of? Because you Get, Morgan Freeman's going to say shit weasels. Yeah, is that the movie you want to be making? Dude, that's, that's the green light. That's a yeah, that's a <laughs> Teddy Sprinkles. But does shit he say weasels. it as the president of the U of the U? Close enough. He's okay. a he's a army general or something like that. Yeah, that's, the, that's a, like of all King books to adapt. That's a weird one to pick. But uh, so that's a toughie. And he, I, I don't know. He's been around, I guess, but not much since then. Yeah. Well, the I other thing is, of. there's an infamous, but he's, and but he's very talented. He's apocryphal story about him on the Phantom Menace, which was that apparently George had sort of shown him the story beats. He's like, "Well, you write this movie," and Kazan was like, 
No, you can do it. No, well, you're, George, you're, yeah, George, really. George approached it. All, all that we know for sure, we were talking about this last night. All that we know for sure is that Lucas approached Kazdin and Kazdin encouraged him to do it himself. <laughs> now, the question is, <laughs> well, you should do it. Yeah, yeah what, my inference is that Kazdin saw what the story beats were and yeah. wanted to say, George, how about just start with the next movie? Yeah. yeah. And George was like, no, I want to do this yeah, one. And he it, was like, nah, I'm out. That's they, my inference. They probably had the conversation. We don't know, but they probably, we, we think probably they had the conversation where Kazdin was totally willing to get involved and then george was like here's what we're doing and kazan was like well how about like what about if we do this because that's not really working blah blah blah. and george is like i don't think you heard me <laughs> this is what we're doing yeah. and kazan's like well you seem oh. to have a pretty clear yeah, idea well, well you've got so, a whole grip on it you so nuts. so that getting back to the original question it's it's of all the directors who are in the world who would even be eligible in that, that, that tier that they would go, right. Hey, how about you direct star Wars? Um, as, as we've talked about in our forums, it's like Disney didn't buy star Wars to get all crazy and experimental with it. They want mainstream. They want big box office. They want somebody tried and true. They weren't, they weren't going to hand it to an unknown. Sorry, Mike, but uh, you know, even though Mike threw his hat in the ring and that's great, but yeah, uh, maybe the second one, I never took it. Yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They'll be like, okay, this is kicked off now. I'm, and we'll uh, me, I'm hanging it. in for the TV show. Cause we yeah. all get to direct that. Oh yeah. There's going to be dozens of those things, but uh, the, you know that that who who's out there who is in that is in that tier that they would you know get the meeting to begin with and is not booked up on something you know yeah. it's like as much as we might go oh Cameron Star Wars would be interesting Cameron's doing Avatar he can't do no Star Wars you know Michael Bay's got his shit going on David Fincher's doing what he's doing you know even if you want to talk about Michael Bay's Star Wars or David Fincher's Star Wars which I don't think is the right fit um, who's out there who's got the I'd right love to see Fincher's though I, I, maybe later you know maybe well, Zack uh, Snyder came up last week Zack Snyder is is I think is would be a, would be certainly a short list. And and I wouldn't be against a Zack Snyder, but I think Jade, Br- I think Abrams is better choice than Zack Snyder yeah. to plant the flag and go. Okay, this is the new right, right, right. the new generation of Star Wars. Yeah. Is what's going to be. Well, what's um, interesting to me is that it was apparently down to either J.J. Abrams or Ben Affleck. Yeah, that was something that uh, I heard. Affleck is hotter than a pistol right now, which is interesting. Affleck won a DJ award. That could be a rumor, but it's just an interesting thought. It's like I'd never in a million years in this yeah. last six months have ever thought Ben Affleck did a. And, I, and I would I would not you know that that's. Was, is absolutely worth considering. I think that also I, is I agree. a my, very interesting my, idea. My sister actually randomly made that suggestion when you know, the, the Star Wars news first broke, and I was like, I would never in a million years consider that, but yes, I really actually really want to yeah. see that. So Paul Feig. Could you imagine... Feig's <laughs> <laughs> a good if, guy. If 8 is you know an equivalent to Empire, obviously that comparison will get made. Could you imagine a Ben Affleck version of Empire Strikes Back? Wow. Yeah, yeah. actually. When, yeah. You put it that, when you frame it that way, yeah. Argo, fuck yourself. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Interesting. Well, did you want to go there, Mike, about the fight choreography bid that you were trying to put on the internet and all that stuff? Well, we, hey, the, I mean, the, the, the gray guy started it. Oh yeah. yeah, the whole yeah. yeah the we, this has been an interesting week. In <laughs> and that was like twenty four hours after you said the gray. Damn, what a yeah. downer! <laughs> I didn't say it was bad. I yeah, just no, said so I wish bad. someone had told me that it was that so sad. We should, we should tell that story. <laughs> we somewhere... should tell that story from the beginning when we were doing our when we were doing our best and worst of the year. Uh, yeah, the gray. Uh, came several out. of us said the gray was awesome, and Mike hadn't seen it, so he went back. And... So I went and I watched the gray, and I was like, I basically tweeted. I was like, so the gray was awesome, but I really wish you had warned me <laughs> <laughs> that it was that much of a downer because. God damn. Well, so somewhere in the, I think it was in our cool pictures thread on the forum. I think someone on our forum posted this picture of basically the gray poster, but it's been hypersaturated and it's just called the colorful. <laughs> so it's Liam Neeson all punched up and looking serious, but he's really pink with like <laughs> nice. blue bruises and like really, you know, the whole bit. And as I said, I, I think if I say, yeah, the gray is great, but it's really a downer. Well, I think that counts as a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I guess that's you can't true. really say that. And, yeah. and someone in the chat, Red Xavier, just asked, did you ask, did you, uh, you know, did you watch, you know, pass yeah, the, the credits code, the to see the, the coda? Yeah. Yes, I did. And I don't see how that changes yeah, what I'm it doesn't, saying. It's not like, a happy ending, <laughs> per se. Do you want to take this opportunity to change people's having not seen the movie understanding of it by saying that he doesn't actually punch wolves that much? No. no. <laughs> not on <laughs> camera. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, mm-hmm. that's... You got into this funny argument with Travis Ritchie, Inspector Spacetime on Facebook, yeah. where he's like, he never punched, he punched a wolf off screen. And you're like, <laughs> but he doesn't punch wolves. Yeah, it's not, I had the impression that... You, was, you thought he was literally like... I thought this was literally like... He literally was going to go this mano, mano with wolves. Gr- the gray was taken, but with wolves instead of terrorists. He was just going to run around 
the forest, punching wolves in the face. I have a particular set of skills. Bam. That's the way. That's the way everyone makes it sound. They're like, they're like, it's the Liam Neeson punches wolves movie, and not a single wolf <laughs> you was were waiting punched for that day. Wolf punching. Yes, oh. I was waiting for wolf punching. Well, and I was like, as we learned from, from, yeah. I got as we learned from Dread, you can drama. Yeah, as we learned like, from Dread, you can oversell a, a movie. Oh so, man. So anyway, hurt, Dread was directed. Uh, uh, it hurt my heart. Gray was directed was by this fellow. Great, but I just Joe Carnahan. Joe Carnahan. I associate that with the the attack the block. That's not the same guy. No, is it? no that's Joe Cornish. Joe Cornish. Okay. So. Joe Carnahan directed uh, Narc and Smoke and Aces and okay. The A Team. That I heard sense. good things about Smoke and Aces, but I never saw it. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it was decent. Um, you know, especially for the the budget. I mean, it's a yeah. almost. But anyway, out of nowhere, he just Joe Carnahan's on Twitter. Yeah. So. He's on Twitter. So <laughs> literally the day after that. Out of nowhere, he basically he threw a hat into the ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he he basically posted posted RVD two and he and he said, "I'm paraphrasing, but not by much because it it definitely struck me and I remember it pretty well." And he said, "If if Disney and Lucasfilm were exceptionally brave, they would go after these guys for yeah. Star Wars." <laughs> Which is a true statement. If there was one. Yeah. Um. So I was like, "That's fucking awesome." So I was like. <laughs> Fine. Um, At which point you actually posted a blog post like, what future director of Star Wars, here are the yeah. things that we're worried about. Your future director of Star Wars, yeah. So I, <laughs> What I was your central little, point? Because this was, it was not long, but it was before the Abrams announcement. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was still a totally, we'll never know who's going to yeah. direct Star Wars. It was a week. It was, it was yeah. almost exactly a week before. Um, and yeah, I posted a thing, which basically, like I was saying, it's about, I was like, I just... I want whoever you are to understand that it is about the characters. And, and if you can make it about the characters, make and us make love it, new characters, make us love new characters like we love Luke, Han, and Leia, and Chewie, then we're not going to give a good goddamn <laughs> what they actually do. Um, and the problem was that's we didn't have those in the prequels. You know, it was, it was these, yeah. these mythic figures that, right. that they were yeah. trying to do. They were, they were these <laughs> mythic action figures. Yeah, these, cre- yeah, exactly. And, Obi-Wan, um, the do- chess piece. Doing very serious, serious, serious things. Yeah, so I was, I, that that was just my main point. Um, and then a week later, Abrams is announced. Well, we should point I out real quick that, that, that I, I think that the reason. way that we first found out about the Carnahan thing is that Doc Sub told me about that in the chat, which then I proceeded to put on Facebook and Twitter. I saw, Well, I, I had an... So, someone else show it to you, too? There, there were a number of people going, holy shit, did <laughs> you see that this just happened? <laughs> right. Um, I so, found yeah. out about it from Dr. Submarine we, in the we chat. Had I was, we had a good week for that stuff. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> no, I went to the gym. I came out, and my Twitter had exploded because <laughs> everyone was like, congratulations. I was like, what, what yeah, happened? Well, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> did I win an Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just I benched 120. Thanks. Yeah. I didn't know everyone <laughs> knew. That's great. But, but then a week uh, later, the Abrams thing happens. But then a week later, the Abrams thing happens. And it was – and and – you know, obviously, it's like, oh darn! So, so they else. listened, huh? <laughs> so they listened. Yeah, so they listened. So you've made your mark, and you ended up writing another blog post. Well, I wrote another blog post because the thing about J.J. Abrams, I was because obviously people before we even knew about, um, you know, they were relaunching Star Wars basically and and doing sequels and and whatnot. Um, people have been. When the, when there was a TV show in the works somewhere ephemerally or whatever, oh, the Rick McCallum, we have fifty episodes of something yeah. sitting somewhere, yeah, fifty scripts. People, you, people have have been telling us, you know, you guys should get involved with like the lightsabers and stuff like that. I'm like, we would absolutely yeah. love to. That'd <laughs> that be great. thought had never occurred. Yeah, to us yeah. Before. I you're, made, I you're made, right. We should. I made that. I made that comment, and it was kind of mean on Twitter. Yeah, where right. I was like, I love how people tell us that. Like <laughs> the only reason we're not is we didn't think of it. <laughs> but then I'd, I'd have oh, to give Mike, up my job at the auto shop. Then yeah. Mike, you'd have you should do uh, like lightsabers in one of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. You well, could totally do it, dude. Like the, a real one. But the thing is, J.J. Abrams, it's like he's it's, – it's like you said. He's a, he's a Star Wars kid and he's he's got his finger on that pulse and stuff yeah. like that. And he, and he engages he, with the audience. He he's, engages with the audience yeah, and he, you never he know. sees online people and, and you know pulls them up. He works with – He's Andrew. been given a copy of Pink 5. I have yeah. no idea if he's ever seen it. But. He, he works with Andrew Kramer who yeah. he found online. He, he's uh, – you know de- – was developing stuff with um, a guy named Wes Ball who made a short called Ruin, and they've they've inter- oh, interacted cool. and, and talked. So, um, so I, when he was announced, it was like, okay, before we were kind of joke, like we did take it if they gave it to us, but obviously they weren't going to. We were kind of joking, but now I'm like. It, we could actually potentially get Abrams' attention. So I did write a blog post being like, hey, 
Over here, we'd yeah. like to do, if there are lightsabers, we would like to do them. Over here. So so what did Abram say? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's being, he's playing it close right yeah. now. This being, a, this being Star Wars, by the way, if something comes of it, I am not telling anybody until <laughs> Lucasfilm announces it, because yeah. that is the way to get booted off that shit, right. is if you start Twittering yeah. or Facebooking about it. So don't ask me. If something happens, I'll tell you. <laughs> Otherwise, I, you know. If something happens, nothing, they'll that, tell you. That, that, yeah, if exactly. something happens, that you can say, they'll, they'll say. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Exactly. But, you know, fingers crossed, we'd love to. And But for all I know... There might I mean, not be lightsabers. Uh, there might not be lightsabers. Oh, the, that would be so awesome. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> oh the thing. Oh, my God. It's like uh, I, would, I would be perfectly willing to accept, and it might actually even be great that's if my, there th- are no lightsabers in it. That's so my, I don't know. That's my one wish. That's my, that's my one wish is like if I get, okay, whatever, whatever, you know, Abrams, whatever, go with God, do whatever, as long as it's fun. Yeah. But... If he could, if he could, if he could go, yeah, I know there's 30 years of this canon, fuck that, <laughs> and throw it out, just like he did with Star Trek, and say, this is what's killing us, is this fucking chain of, this Marley chain of canon that everyone is such a slave to now. Somehow just get rid of the Etch-A-Sketch and the whole, like, the rise of the Jedi and all the bullshit. Get back to the when Jedi were interesting, when they were two, and you didn't know jack shit about them. They, <laughs> they were, were just magic and impressive. They were weird dudes who lived in the desert who did magical stuff stuff maybe <laughs> that was when jedi were cool when they became the fucking vatican and they made three movies about vatican politics it got deadly deadly dull but jedi are only cool when you don't see them <laughs> so this is so if he could just like get rid of that and somehow go back to gunslingers and smugglers and you know what star wars was when it was popular well, if, if you can make you know. it more like it was before even even having the jedi in if you can have them be more like samurai where it's like there's not this whole yeah. big monolithic thing it's exactly. just well, that's there are why these dudes they, they, they're like they're they're like gunslingers. Well, that's why swords. I always yeah. like when I, when every, every time they talk about the series that, you know, it still remains only just a concept, but they kept, you know, and they, they both said this in public and I've also heard it privately from people who were on the inside. Deadwood. They always kept referencing Deadwood. And I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, it's like, and, you know, or. We could say Firefly, but it's like, yes, there's these core planets where it's all fucking politics. There's a wilderness out there. There's a frontier Mm -hmm. where all these fucking rules don't apply, and there aren't Jedi every square inch, and people are just, you know. But if you're having a really bad day, you might run across, but that's going to be a very Maybe a Jedi will come out and settle your shit for you, and you might have one Jedi in your neighborhood or two Jedi in your neighborhood who are a little over their heads because this is not where they normally operate. You know, and tell a story about smugglers and gunslingers and, you know, getting in a bar fight like, you know, the original Star Wars was about. It, it, you just move out of the city. That's all Star Wars needs to do is get out of the fucking city and get out to the country again where it started. Right. And, and you know, fine, there's Jedi all over downtown, but that's not where the story is to this time. That would be fine by me. That would be, the, I think that's the, that's the one thing I would say. I don't care what happens from there. Just get out of the city. That's all I'm saying is the best thing for Star Wars. One of the points we were talking, Mike's roommates had a party last night, so we were out there and we were just talking about Star Wars with Mike and Ryan and Mickey and other folks that you've heard on the show before. And one of the things, it had never occurred to me, but I, I brought it up last night because it was so suddenly like a revelation that oh my god dollars to donuts this is probably going to be a okay to pretty good movie for at least one year we're going to love this movie yeah <laughs> before you know before we go ah oh, well here's where it fell apart yeah but remember the way you felt when you were walking in to see revenge of the sith you're sort of like dreading it like all right well fucking let's, let's just, just get, get this you're like stealing you're like stealing yourself to it like yeah. all right bring it up body hits all right come on hit me <laughs> I'm not having that right now. Like it might be, it might not be the perfect movie, but even if it's like not a great one, even if it's a, you know, super eight or star Trek or something even worse, it's still like miles and miles closer to what we want. It's what what we've said repeatedly, uh, you know, several times at this point, there's no way whatever is coming can possibly be worse (laughs) than what we've already seriously based on uh, like we've talked about. It's not like, you know, he's made a lot of movies or anything like that, but just based on the, the movies JJ Abrams has made so far, it's like he would have to try so hard to fuck it up <laughs> to make yeah. a movie as bad or worse than the yeah. prequels. He I would really, have to. I, he'd he, have to put in more effort than he ever has. Yeah. And, and he'd have to put in more effort than just to make a good movie. I don't think yeah. he could if he actively tried with that specific. <laughs> yeah, that's it's just, it's just wonderful could. to imagine a situation with a favorable outcome where you're not being optimistic. You're being realistic. It's like yeah. optimistically, you know, I think that the next My Chemical Romance album will be good because the last one sucked. Realistically, you cannot do worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than the Phantom Menace. Yeah. So it's like, realistically, it's going to be fine. And that's a nice, warm feeling. And in, yeah. and in the end, it's like, okay, what if it's not that great a movie? 
It's, See you next year. It's the apocalypse, I guess. It's a <laughs> fucking movie. It's Star Wars. <laughs> well, that was the maybe go outside, walk around. I don't know. That's, well, that's the thing. It was it. It was also a bigger deal when it was like, all right, we've, we're only going to get three more of these yeah. in in human history and now it's but, but yeah, now, it's, now like, it's like Disney's gonna be I mean I swear to God everyone everyone with the sound of my voice there will come a day if Disney has their way where you go Jesus fucking Christ more Star Wars yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay enough with the Star Wars but but it's it is um, it is to the point where before it was like oh man we only have three of these and yeah. a third of everything it hangs on this <laughs> yeah whereas now the it's legacy. like if it gets it, you know if seven comes out or eight comes out and it's shitty it's like well you know, two yeah. years from now, we're going to make another one. Someone else is going to get a turn at that. Skyfall was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. That's probably the archetype. It's like, yeah, I, I'm surprised they're even saying it's a trilogy. I'm just like, yeah, we're just going to keep fucking making them until you stop showing up. That's yeah. we're Disney. <laughs> what do you think was, we do? The thing I was wondering, <laughs> that's about, what we do. We're going to keep making them after you stop showing up. Exactly. We're, gonna we're just going to make them cheap and send them direct to video and your kids are going to buy them. We're Disney. We're we gonna, got this shit wired. Put them in the vault and you're never going to be. Yeah. Well, something we've been doing this for 70 goddamn years. Is that for a while yet, Star Wars is going to be an episode franchise but after that it's probably going to become a colon franchise <laughs> star wars curse yeah. of the black pearl or something right. like that exactly and, and i think which will be great that's going to be the, then it's the just individual stories i would really about. i would really like them to you know they've talked about it obviously they took it off the shelf and dusted off the concept i would love to see them do a tv series i yeah do it because that's where the experimentation will come in that's where you can play with the format and go let's do an entire episode that's just like inside a droid's brain hey wait, whatever you know that's where we let ryan johnson direct a star wars episode yeah, or yeah. whatever so he did breaking bad is the connection I'm making there. So, you know, I think you know, the television is, I mean, we, as we've said many times, it's like if you want to do something interesting and new and groundbreaking, television is where you do that. Features is always going to be playing it safe now, um, with very few exceptions. And so, you know, I think the Star Wars TV series would be the best. TV is certainly safe. A cable TV series of Star Wars. But you know what's safer? Best. Netflix. Yeah. And that would be fantastic. But Netflix, Can you imagine yeah. Netflix producing like TV shows and just releasing entire seasons on one day? No way. Yeah, it totally happened. Segway much? Like, seriously, yeah. though, House of Cards we've, blows my mind. We've like, now remembered that it wasn't supposed to be the JJ episode. <laughs> well, no, That's I was right. just waiting for an out to present no, it itself. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but segue. I was astounded by the, 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 the release model of and 13 episodes. Yeah. Well, beginning to end season, whole thing, boom. Well, this topic once. came up when we did ARC. Yeah. And, and I understand the logic of it is we've a lot of a lot of people doing you know stuff for the web it depends on what you're doing um obviously there are p people doing uh, quite well on youtube by just every week they put up their you know hi it's me doing a thing woohoo you know whatever and, you know, personality based stuff but people on the internet you know the, the internet is on demand the internet is i want to see the thing i heard the thing I, someone sent me a link i want to watch that thing i watch the thing i like that thing is there more of that thing i'd like to see more of that thing people on the internet and less and less in, in everywhere in life, you know, don't like make appointments to like, oh, next Tuesday at three is yeah. when the new episode Storytelling drops. by appointment. Especially people who use Netflix because that is so exactly not the Netflix model. The Netflix model is I want to see Breaking Bad. I want to see all of it right now. And that's what you use Netflix for. So, and there's no plus because there's no advertising to sell. Mm -hmm. It's like it, it, Netflix is like HBO, as you said. It's They're playing in the, net, in the HBO field where they've already got your money. You know, they, they've already you've already paid them for, for the money you're going to give them. And they, whether you watch anything or not, they've already taken your money. So there's no plus for them to roll it out in any order. It's like, right. we made a thing called this. Here it is. You know, and internally, they're you know, they're tracking the hell out of it to see, OK, I'm sure X number of people watch the first episode, X minus one. And they even the made an episode and, you know, they're, think, they're tracking that all. But there's internally. even if you don't have a Netflix account, you can watch episode one. Well, sure. Free, just like, which it, is cool. Yeah. Just like, you know, that's just the HBO model is, right. uh, you know, just like I'm, you want more of this. They didn't now have the newsroom also. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, if they had rolled it out, how many people who have Netflix accounts and stuff like that went, well, I'll see you in 13 weeks then. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Right. exactly. I'll just, why, why would I, you know? So it, it, again, there's no, I can't, I, knowing what their business model, we all know what it is. I just don't see, there's no value that I can perceive. In that, doing it any other way. You know? Exactly. And it was the same with ARC, you know, with ARC with Hulu. They said, well, we're just going to put them all out, you know? And I was like, really? And I was like, because at the time that was kind of a radical thing. Right. Hulu, Hulu basically has the same business model too. And they say, we already know, we already know, unless the show, you know, there's stuff that's like TV shows that, well, we can't put up the next episode because it hasn't aired yet, you know, and people will obviously will show up to watch that because that's just how that works. But if they're doing their, their stuff that's already in the archive, it's like, they're not going to take, we yeah, have Gilligan's yeah. Island. This week we'll release one episode of it. And Next week, the second episode. You know, that's people don't go to Hulu for that. So the thing with the thing with Ark is like, no, we just we already know if it exists, 
put it up. That's right. how we do this. So I've been freelancing from home lately, working on this really cool little you know, horror comedy movie. And uh, I've been listening to audiobooks and shit. But when House of Cards came out the other day, I just you know, put a little window off into the side of my desktop and watched through the entire season as I was working and doing my shit. And uh, as someone who's been to the other side, I heartily recommend House of Cards. You should, yeah. you should watch it. It is a good show. I'm surprised. Um, I don't know why, because it feels like the sort of thing where, oh, you know, Netflix making a thing. But from their point of view, obviously, they're like really putting a lot of they faith in this one big thing. So I'm sure they actually spent more time. It's like AMC. Yeah. It's like we're going to come out with this weird show about 60s ad executives, even though we just kind of mo- mostly show movies. Uh, so but they try their hardest to make it a good show. And lo and behold, fucking it is. And then they, they do they that went, again. They went, they went all in on it. This so budget. Netflix. But this isn't Netflix's first original series, right? Well, not their first. No, they did. Uh, yeah, the one with, a uh, they yeah. had like the, the Swedish mobster. Or something. Yeah, the mobster L- thing. Lily Hammer, and yeah. that was that was. I haven't seen it. I think it's a slightly smaller scale, but they went they went big on this one. The budget's over a hundred million. Real low. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the budget's over hundred million, which is comparable, appropriate for a television show. Yeah. It's a, it's a equivalent to like a cable, <laughs> a cable series and a one hour series. Um, and it shows. I mean, it's, it's good. It's, it's good stuff. It's really they have it. You know, they it's the dark side some, West Wing. Some amazing, some amazing uh, directors and uh, you know good writing. And, and Joel and, Schumacher of all people. Yeah, Joel, let's see. Joel Schumacher made two bad Batman movies, and otherwise has had a really fine career. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of his uh, fan of the opera either. But yeah, stuff well, like go. Falling Down. Yeah, I can falling see down. the Joel Schumacher who made Falling Down and Lost Boys. Yeah, him making that's a the dark guy. West Wing. That's yeah. Joel Schumacher was just not the guy to make a Batman movie. You know, or or someone steered him in the wrong direction and said, you know, nipples and neon, that's what it's going to be, Joel, and he cashed the check. But Joel Schumacher's not bad. He's not a he, bad director to, at all. To, and by the way, he apologized. Yeah. <laughs> did he? he said, yes. Yeah, yes. He what do you mean? On, on the Batman and Robin commentary, yeah. he basically apologized. He like, yeah, I, I, blew, I blew this Robin. one. <laughs> yeah, which which made me respect him a lot more. That's cool. That's funny. Exactly. But has anyone else watched it? Watching the show? I'm up to episode I'm, six myself. Just finished episode six. I've, so I'm halfway through. I actually just started yesterday, and I think I got to four, I think. You guys in? You enjoying it? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm digging it. it. If I wasn't if I wasn't here right now. Right. I haven't started yet, but I want to. Mike, what's your fucking excuse? Yeah, Jesus. It's all online, man. It's right there. Yeah, I know. I should, really. I I don't know if I I I I have one, actually. I just shotgunned all of uh, Downton Abbey season two a couple days ago, or or I think I finished it yesterday and started the day And and just, yeah, on that topic, uh, speaking of of the weird weird dichotomy, no spoilers, but the weird dichotomy of, uh, oh my God, did you see? Um, The weird dichotomy of of online. I guess Downton exploded. There are two big things that happened this season. A Downton Abbey. One happens halfway through the season, and one happens in the last episode. Both of which I knew because I read the trades. Unfortunately, oh, and the trades oh, spoiled it. Not not fans. Not cool. Um, because it was all about well, X actor is looking for another gig now. <laughs> like oh, you bastards, you know. But uh, that's how it is. But uh, so I knew I knew that there were there was two things that were going to happen somehow. I didn't know how they were going to happen. But there's a very weird thing that just happened because I bought the I bought the iTunes season pass. For Downton Abbey, so you get a new one whenever. It comes so I get it. So and the way it's always because I also bought a season pass for Walking Dead, and it works exactly the same way. The night the episode airs, basically the iTunes episode goes online for download at about twelve thirty in the morning that night. Right. Um, you know, after all the after all the airings have happened and everything else, pretty much on the dot, twelve thirty, you get the email going. Your your episode is available for download. Boom. So it works that way with both. Walking Dead and Downton Abbey. Um, so all the way up until, I guess, tonight there's a new episode. So I guess it was just last week, last week's episode, which was the big, oh, my God, um, which I knew something was coming, but I didn't know what. Downloaded it. But then, like, two days later, iTunes said, by the way, you can download the rest of the season if you want right now. <laughs> and I was like, I know. And I was like... I felt like it was like some kind of mistake, like the, like the oh, RSS well, feed broke. I gotta click on that right now. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! They accidentally let me download. But sure enough, they left the back door open. Everybody. Yeah, well, because but, it, but, it aired like last year already. Well, in, well, in England, in but England, not in yeah. not here in the states. There's still five more episodes to go right. here on PBS. But for some reason, if you have this iTunes season pass, they said, "Ah, oh, fuck it, you can have the rest right now." I don't know why. That's a business. That business decision, I don't understand. I love it because I immediately did it and watched the rest of it. So I've seen it all the way to the end. David Strapinis in the chat says it went on sale for the whole season on iTunes when the season went for sale in the UK. So it was like... Oh, okay. Oh, so it's just like you're buying the box set. Well, yeah. that's, 
then that's probably also a piracy thing. Just like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be on torrent anyway, so why not? Oh, you that know? makes sense. You know, just go ahead. Okay, that that that's a, that's an answer that makes sense to me. So you know, just so I downloaded all of them and just binged on that, and now I'm already now now I have to wait for Downton Abbey again. Gosh darn it! Um, another, Watch Breaking Bad. Another show I really like. Another show I think is uh, is really fun. It, it, was it was it Mike? Was it, were you the one who said that uh, when you because we were we were flogging Downton Abbey and you hadn't seen it and then you finally started to to watch it mm-hmm. at some point and and you said something about how it was great but it could go from zero to Telemundo at the drop of a hat <laughs> yeah, which exactly. is so true because <laughs> it is just it's a soap it's a freaking soap it's all it is but it's just really well made and fun and engaging but uh, but uh, like it was dramatic and it was a soap opera and stuff like that to an extent but then it got into like the actual soap opera like this person comes back with amnesia and yeah, has there's, this, like, there's a couple of that 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 <laughs> plot line didn't really do it. that was the yeah. for me their le- their least successful plot line yeah that and and Mr. Pamuk, yes. which were suddenly it turned into like a, a, a farce, and I'm like, what yes. the hell is going? What the hell just happened? And that, that and, and it's been it's been driving the whole. It's yeah. a subplot that's been driving everything all the way through this season. That Mr. Pamuk keeps getting referenced, <laughs> and I'm like, just move off of that thing. That was just the dumbest, weirdest thing in the whole in the whole show, except for the the, the other fella, that the one you're referring to. So no spoilers, but no. Uh, that was just like that was a plot line. Like mm, this one's not going anywhere, guys. Yeah. Uh, you better move off. Which they one. sorted out. They did. They one, they, they skipped out of that one pretty hard. Yeah. But but uh, yeah. So so anyway, if you want to see the rest of uh, Downton Abbey right now, you can I, iTunes season pass. Go for it. It's up there. What else is going on in the in the grab bag world? We've got some other stuff, but I don't know what we want to do whole episodes on. Well, we were we were heading towards, and then we veered off. But uh, was this where we're going to talk about <laughs> Dorkman's Dork attitude about lightsabers <laughs> okay. in general? Because I just thought that that was my biggest laugh of that day. <laughs> I laughed my ass. All right, off. Mike, what's the deal? Okay. Talking about fandom, the dark side of when people go, Art Ryan versus Dark Man is awesome. Yes. What's, what's, is there a downside to that? <laughs> to that kind of is attention? Is there a downside to being the world's foremost expert on lightsabers? There's, exactly. just, there's just this one. Let me show you how to segue, young man. There's this one particular thing <laughs> that comes up in. Um, and RVD2, I would be amazed the, if it's just one. <laughs> that comes up... Well, I, this is the one that bugs me. I don't know why. <laughs> this is just the one that bugs me. Where in, in, um, in RVD2, there's a little... There's a moment where um, uh, Ryan's walking towards me, and there was a puddle on the ground. And as we were shooting, we we're like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if we like had a shot with the lightsaber dragging through the puddle? And we do. Which is my favorite shot and favorite conception of exactly. the lightsaber. And I, and I even know it's that, one of my favorite And I even know that you did a whole thing with an element of detonation films, to, yeah. to, 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 and you tracked it, and it's a whole complicated yeah, thing. Just to get a little moment of a little... It touches puddle, and it sizzles. Yeah. Cool. Steam de- and sparks. A and tiny detail. Well... Yeah. What could be the harm in that? Yes. <laughs> so apparently there's – and it, the reason it aggravates me is it's like it's not just one person that says this. It was like this is this is a thing somewhere that <laughs> – Someone like, thinks this is a canon thing. Yeah, where they say that water shorts out lightsabers because it's, it's not even in the movie because – it's, it's, the movie. it's in a, well. It's in a deleted scene of the Phantom Menace mm. when when Obi Wan is walking around being aggravated by Jar Jar and and Obi Wan uh, or Qui Gon and Obi Wan comes running up and he's being chased by the the flying droids. Um, uh, Obi Wan doesn't yeah. have his lightsaber out, <laughs> and uh, like most people don't even think about how that's probably like a lapse on his part or a plot hole because there's so much else to talk about in terms of things that don't make sense in that in that movie but if you happen to care um it's because it's it's a part of a deleted scene which remains in the novelization of it which is that when he f- fell into the the swamp the swamp shorted out his lightsaber it got wet and he couldn't turn it on and that's why he didn't have his lightsaber They're like on. iPhones yeah and so <laughs> I've dropped my iPhone in water before, and yeah. it's been surprisingly resilient. But so anyway, this has turned into <laughs> lightsabers don't work around water, and it, yeah. and I get in these arguments with people where I'm like, that number one, that doesn't count. They took it out of the movie, yeah. so it's not part of the lights. The number lightsaber two, channel. there's an example of it actually not being the case yeah. in a movie. Yeah. yeah, number two, in Attack of the Clones, he's fighting on Kamino in the middle of a friggin' hurricane, <laughs> and he doesn't have any problems with yeah. it. Also, in the original films, uh, in at the beginning of Empire, Luke is you know trapped by the Wampa. His lightsaber is stuck in a snowbank. He pulls it out and turns it on immediately. And so that is clearly not an issue. And in Empire, th- he jumps into the swamp and yeah. wades yeah, out. And, and, wades out. and then for that matter, you know, 
Splinter of the Mind's Eye, the very first novel ever. There's a whole river sequence, and Luke dives under the water because there's these plants that are big floating lilies, and that's their ra- yeah. they make a raft out of that. He dives under and severs the stalk with his lightsaber underwater, and that's how they make a raft. And uh, then in the Tartakovsky uh, Clone Wars, you know, what's his name? Kit Fisto is using yeah. his lightsaber friggin' all the time underwater. I'm sure he's grinning because that's just what he does. So he that's all he does. And and for that matter, it's like even if even if that scene was in, it's like yeah, he fell in the swamp. Okay, fine. It's like. Like a coffee maker. If you put water here, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you dunk it in water, that's bad. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but more than that, it was like, even accepting... The, it's like, first of all, obviously, Obi-Wan's lightsaber just sucked in Phantom Menace, and yeah. he fixed it later, and it was no longer a problem with <laughs> yeah. the lightsaber. It, just, it had a loose O-ring. At yeah. The, and it was, it water got in. Uh, the, in RVD2... It doesn't. The hilt doesn't even touch the water. <laughs> yeah. it's just the tip of the lightsaber. So, it's got nothing to do with. So there are people out there who think that that a thing that literally will cut through a steel door yeah. will will turn into the Wicked Witch of the West at contact with water. Yeah. To which I say, so then why doesn't everyone bring a super soaker when a Jedi yeah. is going to come at them? It's like, and you're dead. You and know? and I <laughs> no think, more lightsaber. How about that, Squirt? And that's, that's funny. I, that's actually what we did when I played lightsabers <laughs> with my friends in the neighborhood when I was a kid. Yeah, see, so. And and you were also on the right track. <laughs> a, a, something I thought of and and um, uh, Kyle you, the, on the Kyle Mattingly thing. Yeah, he was like, if you can't get that thing anywhere <laughs> near moisture, how come you can totally stab people with it <laughs> and nothing happens? Yeah. We're made of water. We're well, the other one, the other thing he said that I thought was an equally cogent logical point, which is it. Water would never touch the blade. It would flash boil before it gets there. Yeah. Yeah. You would have to submerge it. As indicated, to... perhaps, in RVD2. Yes. Right. <laughs> if you were to put, if, if you imagine it's... that you were putting it underwater, all you would see would be this unbelievable boiling, bubbling thing underwater. Yeah, that's, but... that's what I expect to see. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so I just had to get that off my chest but, on Facebook. But then, but because, then you they, want... they, because but... it's character limited on YouTube, and I can only have yeah. that argument. So but you had, you, had a, you had a five-point analysis, of oh, yeah. both, both, all of which you've basically said, but except for your fifth point was. My fifth point was, none of this is real <laughs> like which which that's I, I don't find that as an acceptable answer like i don't like to whip that out and just be and be you know fucking tim allen on galaxy quest like there's no goddamn ship but it's like when i when i have this argument so many times it's like all right i'm laying out all of the canon reasons yeah. that you're wrong also you suck also i can't believe we're having this argument but i mean seriously it's uh, like it really just comes down to i think what aggravates me the most about it is they've got when they when they kind of give us that that critique it's like they think we haven't done our research and yeah. i'm like let me tell you <laughs> what the research shows friend sit down son sit down let me tell you how listen this goes. to the facts <laughs> and maybe next time you do your research right. before you step to me obama clearly doesn't know the constitution that's why they let him teach constitutional law at harvard i suppose yeah. is, uh, so mike works. after you go through and you point by point debate there's whatever there's so much was. water in RVD3, you guys. I know. <laughs> and, if, and if you have anything, and if you do, God, for, God forbid you do get hired on the actual Star Wars oh movie. JJ, okay, get this. Waterfall sequence. Yes. Lightsaber battle. Base of the waterfall. Huh? 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 I and will. Then, and then what you do is if you get that job, you go back to that YouTube comment yeah, exactly. two years ago and say, Fuck you. <laughs> it's canon now, bitches. I also scraped your username in the wall with the word yeah. sucks, and it's in Star Wars. You suck, and it's canon. It's in Arabesh, but it's there, baby. <laughs> you sucking is canon. <laughs> it's forever. <laughs> oh, the power we wield, man. So, Mike, after you go through and you debase them in the comment and point by point explain why they're wrong, do you feel better about yourself? No. <laughs> I feel t- I feel like it's I, like that I, Louis C.K. I've eaten too much and masturbated too recently. Feeling you're, you're, I, like I got done with it and I'm like and now I feel like they won because I had to. Yeah. You got what, down to their uh, level. Let me let me ask you what what specifically about whatever comments that precipitated this precipitated this and not the ten thousand before it. Was there anything specific you're like fuck this has to end now? No, I think it was just, just a tipping a, point. Just right? a pure, I was just like, like I'm the so sick. You know what it was because I've I've had that comment and I've resp- I've have responded back before but this one pushed back he was like giving me quotes from the the novelization and stuff and i was like listen son and just like really had to okay first of all but uh yeah so (sighs) (laughs) 
All right, what else we Older got? Older people just setting <laughs> Interesting their ways. Interesting things from this week. I don't think I don't see I didn't see any. Um, I did see Skyfall. I had I missed the boat oh, on that one. Is that on video? Uh, not yet. Oh, apparently, okay. I saw it in a theater. Oh shit! Oh, what? I have my theater thing. Uh, I don't oh. know if you guys saw this, but the, I decided for the first time in my life uh, this past week to actually <laughs> confront someone who was being an asshole right. in the theater. Oh, I, I saw your yeah. post about that. Yeah, yes. I think you guys have seen it, but I'll tell Do the story for people who haven't seen it. And I just I made the conscious decision. No, I'm going to intervene because uh, I'm sitting here watching. We're watching West of Memphis, which. If you don't know, is this documentary about this horrendous, brutal murder of three young boys? And to the left of me is a guy talking to the girl he's with, like repeatedly. He's whispering, like loud, crinkly, kind of whispers the entire time. Like he's doing this every minute or two for the entire movie. And by minute 45, I've decided I'm going to confront that guy. And I'm waiting basically just for the movie to be over so I can tell him he's a fucking douchebag because I'm too much of a pussy to do it while the movie's happening because it would defeat the point of me being mad about him interrupting the movie. (laughs) So I'm waiting for this whole thing and I'm just getting pissed and I'm getting distracted from the movie, not by his whispers, but by me deciding what I'm going to fucking say to this dude. (laughs) And I decided what I was going to say is, you know how everyone hates the guy that talks in the theater? You are that guy. Do you need to be told not to talk in the movies? Are you fucking six? I decided that I will say. But anyway, at the end of the movie, like five minutes before the end of the movie, when it's clearly wrapping up, he sort of like gets up and he like he accident he accidentally knocks over his popcorn and he's slurping out of his coke and he's whispering to his like they're gonna leave, but they're they don't actually walk out, so they're just standing before the movie's out, just like waiting to see what happens. Not standing in the hallway, standing in their seat. And eventually they start, you know, to leave when the credits start rolling. And I hop up and I chase them because I want to confront this guy in the hallway, and I stop cold when i realized that the girl he was with was not a date it was like his six or seven year old daughter and he wasn't just flirting with a date the whole time he was explaining the documentary to his kid the whole time which okay to which i have absolutely (laughs) because now it's a whole other thing all right do you want to finish because well the, the short version is he's explaining the concept of when the prosecutor says so-and-so was sucking the blood out of this young boy's penis to his six-year-old daughter. Like, it's not like he brought his daughter to, you know, Wreck-It Ralph. Now I want to know what, how he explained that. Yeah. It, it's not like he's bringing his daughter to Wreck-It Ralph and being disruptive. It's just something mommies disruptive. and daddies do. He brought, it, he <laughs> brought his vampires. kid yeah. to fucking west of memphis it's this procedural horrible crime drama documentary that is two and a half hours long yeah yeah okay so your point on your on at the end of your facebook post was like oh so i you didn't end up if i I didn't end up saying anything i'm just staring at this like wow i you know i totally had this situation wrong my point of view is this guy is still totally a complete asshole no he is yeah first of all bringing his six-year-old daughter to this fucking movie in the first place and and still disrupting everybody else's like at no point did either of these thoughts occur to him i shouldn't bring my daughter to see the kid raby murdery movie or she doesn't understand this and i keep needing to explain it so we shall leave Never did any of those thoughts occur to him <laughs> yeah. because he kept his young daughter there while the whole fucking thing is going down. And I'm just sitting here like astounded because I had, you know, planned what I was going to say. And I, I get up and look and I'm watching this guy walk down the hallway holding his daughter's hand and he looks like a great dad and she looks all chipper. And I'm just <laughs> standing here like in the wake of my fucking astounding revelation that this dude brought like that there's like nine layers of fuck you in that <laughs> yeah that's there's 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 that's a whole boatload of wrong there my uh um, i didn't end up saying anything because i had no idea yeah what he, he, well he won in the end because he's like wow dude you, you beat me on this well my friend uh, uh katie wilson who's an actress who uh you know you don't know brian's brian knows her and uh she she does a she has a, a youtube uh, channel that she does and she did a whole piece because she went to see django and there was this family with little kids I, I, one of the times i saw django there was little kids there and she was <laughs> and she did a whole thing like what you know just like couldn't couldn't get couldn't get her head around that django might actually be worse in terms yeah. of it's like you know heightened tarantino fucked up moviness i told her that maybe the, they just thought django is the sequel to rango huh. honest mistake yeah it happens to the best of us yeah. wow that would that would be unfortunate that's like or they make uh, they mix the prince you know <laughs> i went to uh uh I went to see Ice Age way back when I went to see Ice Age, and some fucking asshole brought his kid. No, no, (laughs) no, no. Taking it back to taking it back. Dennis Leary's uh, in that movie. We watched. Well, we went to see Ice Age because it had the uh, an episode two trailer attached. Like that's why we went to see Ice Age. Wow. Anyway, so no, no, no. Remember being young. This is the opposite version and and what you were talking about. We're watching it, and the movie starts playing, and it's live action. And really kind of gritty and dirty, and we're like, <laughs> what? 
I get okay. What? I guess they the, maybe like they start here and then it's we're going to get a lead led back into it or something like that. No, Ice Age doesn't. But we hadn't seen Ice Age. Well, so we your point that. is you you already watched the trailer and now the actual feature yeah. started. Now the feature started and we're watching this and we're going okay. I guess maybe they're going to dig up a mammoth and it's going to go back to <laughs> whatever like cartoon land. And then Inter- interesting way they're doing. Yeah, this. it's like in and it's in. Russia or, you know, the Czech Republic or something like that and someone walking into, like, a blood bank and stuff like that. And then we hear someone behind us go, oh, my God, this is Blade 2. <laughs> and he gets out. And Shit, it, shit's about to get real. Yeah. You know? runs and he out. runs out. And I don't know if, you've, if you haven't seen Blade 2, but basically it's about these creatures who are vampires to the vampires. And it starts out with Reapers. This, uh, yeah, Reapers, well, Reavers. Right? Reavers. Reavers. Or, no, they're no, called Reapers. Reapers. They are Reapers. They're, they're Sorry, not Reapers. They're Reapers. They're Reapers. So the Reapers. And so the whole thing is that this blood bank is run by vampires so it's like you know this guy goes to a blood bank and then he's going to get his blood drawn but they're really vampires and they're going to eat him but then he turns the tables and eats them and there's blood and and mayhem everywhere and it's Guillermo del Toro and stuff like that and then and so this massacre goes on <laughs> and and then the lights come off oh. and we were like no and the the best part was um the best part was uh, the the lights came up and the like the slideshow came back on and it was like for some buffet or something that was like fun for the whole family oh, it was God. like this is amazing <laughs> like I was sitting there with my friends were like that is the greatest thing that has ever happened in the movie theater to us to the, all the kids yeah. I'm sure that was they'll be talking they'll be working that out for it was years. a different kind of formative experience <laughs> yeah. yeah damn but um and then they played Ice Age properly so we got to see the trailer twice <laughs> end result of that story is that the breathing we saw trailer? The trailer twice I think it was breathing yeah. yeah well cool do we have anything else or shall we uh wrap it on up I had one other, I had one other thing just to throw in uh, something just just a small thing but just to book into uh to our best and worst and, and maybe it'll segue into uh we're gonna talk about the oscars later but um i finally saw life of pie oh, oh yeah How else? Who has, who's who's seen life still of pie haven't seen it i'm nope. still wait. i'm waiting for the uh, i got it for some reason i got a i got a last minute screener like oh cool life of pie um you know so i was all primed to watch it and uh, <gasps> oh my god that's the most beautiful movie you've ever seen. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's beautiful. It's freaking beautiful. Every frame is a goddamn work of art. Um, and it's it uh, looked like it. Yeah, just from and the- it's and I, it's it's like you said about uh, whichever other movie you said it about but it was life was life of pie. I I'm actually would kind of wish I could see that in three D. That was it, it was yeah because yeah. it's so clearly meant to be done in 3d and and you know really thinks it really it maximizes 3d in a, in a non-gimmicky way and just makes it part of part of itself um it's a it's a beautiful thing i eddie remind eddie said that he had a thing where like in the last act- eddie says there's a big gut punch at the end which is like well i i guess i i guess i know what he's talking about um he said he, he left the angry he left the theater angry though. yeah i guess i know what he's that was just about. a depiction of what's in the book right it wasn't a i guess yeah the book it it is there's the gut punch exists in the yeah, book, as well. the book yeah. the, but did you the, like the movie the end of the book is stupid and i guess the end of the book yeah the i same. i well the, yeah there's a thing they do at the end and, and i and and it, it went by and i was like was that what eddie was talking about and it's like because it's like well I kind of liked that because I kind of, for me, it like it gave the movie a point that it kind of didn't have up to that I, that point. And I was like, oh, now I get what that was. Okay, I get what this is about now. All right, that's cool. Um, I didn't hate it at all. In fact, I was like, and again, I don't know if it's the same as the book or different than the book or tweaked a little bit. But I, I thought, oh, okay, fair enough. That's 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 how you have to end that movie. That makes sense. How's Hangley's How's Angley's batting average for you at this point? Well, I haven't seen the Hulk movies. Uh, so what else we got? Crouching Tiger, Brokeback Mountain, Brokeback Mountain, um, um, Ice Storm is him, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Ice Storm. Hulk. Is- yeah, but Hulk's I avoid. Um, <laughs> don't, whichever Hulk he did, I didn't see that one either. Um, <laughs> and uh, and what I mean, he's, he's and Life of Pi. And Life of Pi. I think he's he's one of the so far. About one of the best. Did we see Crouching Tiger. Yeah, Crouching okay. Tiger. Yeah, he's one. I think he's one of the best we got based on what I've seen. Cool. And, you know, I, I I'm. It's not. It's not because of Ang Lee that I didn't want to see Hulk. <laughs> I don't want to see anyone's Hulk. <laughs> I, I didn't want to see Joss Whedon's Hulk, but he was in a movie with other things I wanted to see. That's the so. only way you can get me to see Hulk. <laughs> exactly. You have to put him in a, an outfit made out of other interesting characters. Exactly. It's like it's like you know feeding medicine to a dog. You got to wrap him in yeah. ground beef. Exactly. And just trick me. <laughs> exactly. Into- that's it. Hulk was a, a bitter pill wrapped in some really tasty bacon. So that's the only reason I saw that. Um, but hey, Life of Pi is. Uh, it's it's just the opening credits. I was like, this is the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. <laughs> just the opening credits of these amazing, amazing shots of just animals in a in a nature preserve and in a because it starts at the zoo, you know, where the the family owns the zoo, and that's where all the 
animals came from. And just these stunning hypersaturated shots of, of just animals that is just mind boggling. Most of which are probably freaking digital, you know, for there's a, the, the, most of them look, actually looked real. And then there was like a rhino that said, I was like, um, maybe not so much with the rhino. The rhino I, I was the last day. And this is where someone goes, no, that's a real rhino. But I, the rhino, said, <laughs> the rhino was like, wait, uh, I'm not, I don't know about the rhino, but, but uh, it's just, it's a beautiful movie. And I, you know, for, for a movie that really is mostly a kid on a lifeboat with a tiger, most of the movie is that, uh, um, you know, amazing job of holding my attention. So. Cool. Sweet. Uh, well, I guess this has been Down In Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down In Front. Facebook Down In Front Show. Email us at Down In Front Show at gmail.com. Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. It's a great group of people, and it's a good conversation place, and it's one of the last forums on the internet that doesn't suck. And uh, you should definitely be a part of it. It's pretty good. It's also where we announce when the live shows are happening. Today, the live show was production managed by Seth Brower. Our, our live streams are now at least PBS quality. We have multiple yeah. cameras, so it's not just that one wide shot where you can't see it. Buy a bag, why don't you? Bring it out. Uh, go to the store, buy our hoodies, give us money on PayPal. Until next week, my name is T. Christie. Brian Pinnifter. Mike Scott. Trace Dope. This has been Down in Front. Thank you much for listening. Good night. Good night.